Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. So intense. I mean, I was, my heart was beating. It's still beating now. I'm getting enough of it. I want to see it again already. A lot of action, a lot of noise. It's more than just a movie. It's kind of like a lifestyle, I guess, almost. Everybody was out there just screaming, yelling. When Lucasfilm logo came up, that was the best. I, I like Darth Vader. It was intense. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, you guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. Welcome back, Force fans, to Fans of the Force podcast, episode number six. This is Adrian, along with John and Catre, and we've got a bit of a great nostalgic episode for you guys today. How's it going, guys? It's going great, Adrian. How about you guys? Going great for me. I'm super excited about today's episode. Um, we've got a lot going on. I can't wait to get to it. Well, what do you got planned up, uh, lined up then, man? Well, we're first going to hit you with some news. And then our big topic of discussion today is the 40th anniversary of the release of Star Wars. Super excited about that. We're yeah. also going to introduce a, a new segment, our collector's segment. We'll talk about our personal Star Wars collections. Also today... I've got a really good Would You Rather, and we'll wrap things up with Attack of the Fandom. All right, now it's time for our weekly Galactic Geek Out. Uh, the big geek out this week is that Vanity Fair revealed four uh, different covers for their Star Wars The Last Jedi issue, which is coming out in June, and uh, also a bunch of behind-the-scenes photos and video, which is really exciting to see and watch. What do you guys uh, think? Exciting <laughs> is totally not enough to describe it. <laughs> it's like getting a second trailer almost. Yeah, I have to say that it was just a thrill to see all of those pictures, and I definitely cried a little bit uh, seeing the pictures of Carrie Fisher. That touched me. That I was pretty emotional about that. Um, but yeah, so exciting! Finally, I guess it it makes sense that they did that. This being the week of the fortieth official fortieth mm-hmm. anniversary, as opposed to May fourth. So. Uh, totally uh, beautiful photos. I love Kylo's new look. Yeah. So it's powerful, but so simple at the same time. And then Ray's all majestic with with her samurai stance on the islands. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to look forward to. It's really making me wish we could get some another trailer, some more footage, something, uh, anything. Uh, Captain Phasma without a helmet? Official yeah. first look? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, I'm so used to see it, seeing uh, Gwendolyn and Christie on, uh, on Game of Thrones with a similar outfit that it didn't really dawn on me that it's like, oh, wait, this is Phasma without a helmet. What? Yeah, I know. I, I was kind of I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I mean, you know, obviously have seen pictures and clips of her in that. And I didn't it didn't even really register at first. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We actually never saw her face in The Force Awakens. So I wonder if if this is a hint of what's to come 
which would be cool if we actually saw Phasma unmasked in oh, The yeah. Last Jedi. She's a great actress. Let her let her do her thing. <laughs> I'm also digging totally. that new staff of hers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Somebody's going to be getting a beat down, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. and uh, one... Yeah, one uh, interesting thing is that we learned from the article, which I haven't had time to read of because it's quite extensive, um, is that Rose, we learned her last name for one, which is Tico or mm-hmm. Tycho possibly, but that she also has a sister who is a gunner yeah. named Paige, which is kind of cool that we will see, you know, a more family units, I guess, joining the resistance, working in the resistance. So I think that's awesome. Oh, uh, Laura Dern and uh, Benicio del Toro just finally yes. got our yeah. looks at him. Uh, a DJ? That's Benicio's character's quote unquote name. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised that he doesn't get a name at all. It's just kind of interesting. So I wonder if it's just because. You know, he's more of a shadowy background character and we'll either learn more about him or he's just kind of in there to make one particular part of the story work and then we'll never see him again. So he doesn't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are speculating that he's going to be the the Lando for this trilogy. Mm. Maybe, although Lando, you know, he was kind of like heart of gold underneath. And I don't know if Benicio del Toro's character is going to have that, but we'll see. And at Laura Dern, I mean, I'm a great big fan of her. She's an admiral in this and she's talking yes. the purple hair. Oh, God, that looks beautiful. I mean, we don't see the front of her costume, but the back and just oh, gorgeous. I can't wait to see more. Um I hope I hope when the uh, either making of or the art of the last Jedi book comes out, we get oh, some really that's nice. That's gonna be beautiful. Fo- yeah, we can so. already tell. Plus all the all the people that we see in the casino slash cantina, um, quote unquote, scene. Some cool looking aliens. Oh so. yeah, the high class, uh, the one percent cantina, yeah. according to Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we'll get to see Finn and Rose dress up and infiltrate the casino or something. That'd be kind of cool. So weird. It's like a Star Wars Illuminati almost. (laughs) A one percent cantina. Uh, Yeah. Confirmed. It's it's weird. They live outside the normal rules of the galaxy. Like they don't get involved whatsoever, but they somehow manage to live like this. You know, it's like it's like Mark Hamill said in that video. I mean, it's different, but it's still feels and looks the same somehow yeah oh man that video gave me chills well adrian watched me watch it (laughs) (laughs) which is not as creepy as it sounds um (laughs) (laughs) uh, oh yeah that gave me chills i'm oh i just want more but it's fun to see a little little behind the scenes there so i was so glad that they did this photo shoot while they were shooting the actual movie. So obviously we could get the pictures of Carrie and Mark together and Carrie and Billy. And um, so thank goodness that happened. Rocking uh, Luke's rocking the leather glove too. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see the mechanical hand. At the beginning, probably. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess given if it picks up right after, 
Continuity. Continuity to be maintained. <laughs> continuity, continuity fairies gotta come down and. Uh, <laughs> just a heads up. I just realized we lost John, so hopefully he'll come back in a bit. Um. Oh, John, come back. We miss you. Come back. <laughs> he'll come back in a bit. He's listening. He just. <laughs> We can't we can't hear him. Uh yeah, so that was that was a really exciting to see all of that drop and it sounds like um we're also gonna get a few more behind the scenes footage of the uh the dark side, the first order, um mm-hmm. with Kylo and Hux and Phasma coming up, so waiting for that. <laughs> Look, looks like Hux fell into a tub of hair gel or something he's looking <laughs> right? slick yeah very uh you know I'm, I'm we we didn't get any uh snoke come to think of it we got everyone except for snoke you know so there was a there was a reddit ama with um i'm blanking on the first name but camp um, his last name, the writer of the article. And I guess in his AMA, he mentions that Ryan Johnson is like, well, I don't really go into Snoke very much in this movie. So oh. that's kind of curious, curious little bit of a uh, tidbit of information. Maybe we don't really see Snoke in this movie. Well, it would make sense uh, if you're going to keep in line with what's been done in the other trilogies. Your, yeah, your big bad doesn't show up until the mm-hmm. third act. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, could see the reason there. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, so I'm. I just keep flipping through the pictures and <laughs> <laughs> go watch the video a few more times before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to decide which one to make my wallpaper. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I think I've got Ray up right now Ray. on my Facebook page <laughs> because that was that had the the nice uh, horizontal. Uh, mm-hmm. But it'll probably change. I'll probably cycle through several of them, <laughs> one a month until we get to the <laughs> the Last Jedi. <laughs> there you go. The wallpaper challenge. Yeah. Set up every month up until the release. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Dude, there you are. All right, we, we we got John back. All right, hey John. Uh, what else we got? The two new Star Wars comics have been announced um, that are slated for release this summer. The first is a five part miniseries called Jedi of the Republic: Mace Windu, uh, which maybe oh, indicates yeah. that they might showcase other Jedi uh, potentially in the future. And that's super excited be- about that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're it's embracing re- a prequel era thing. You don't see Disney yes. doing that too often. Yeah, so that's going to be written by Matt Owens and illustrated by Dennis Cohen, and the first issue is going to be out in August. And there's a brief brief description. Uh, it says, For over a thousand generations, the Jedi have been peacekeepers of the galaxy, but now, at the dawn of the Clone Wars, they find themselves in a new role, generals in the Army of the Republic. As Mace Windu, one of the Jedi's greatest warriors, leads a small unit of Jedi into battle shortly after the war begins, the Jedi must make peace with their new role or be lost to the violence around them. So that sounds intriguing. I'm excited about that. Yeah, same here. I'll pick it up. I'll look forward to going to my local Barnes & Noble. Yeah. 
Um, and secondly, there's going to be a special one-shot comic featuring Cassie and Andor and K2SO, our favorite snarky droid, um, mm. that's also going to be released in August. And that is titled Rogue One, Cassian and K2SO Special Number One, um, which may indicate that we might see other stories featuring them, or possibly they may fo- put the spotlight on other Rogue One characters. Um not really sure at this point. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be written by Dwayne, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Swer- Swerkinski. Sorry. So I think you nailed it. Uh, with art by Fernando Blanco. Um, <laughs> I think and you it's screwed gonna- that up, though. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're saying that this story is going to reveal how Cassian, one of the top intelligence officers of the Rebel Alliance, met K2SO, a reprogrammed Imperial security droid. And then lastly, uh, there were a couple of new Battlefront 2 featurettes that were released uh, over the past couple of days. Uh, one of the featurettes focuses on the story mode that the new game is going to have. And then the second is a look at the new worlds that are going to be featured in Battlefront 2 and some of the aspects that go into storytelling in the Star Wars game universe. Nice. So if you're interested, if you're interested in Battlefront Two, you can find those online. I'm actually pretty pumped for Battlefront Two. Not so much for the first one. I the lack of a campaign really, really killed it for me. But a, you know, a whole new story for this new game, a tie-in novel. I'm I am I'm aboard yeah, that train no- now. Yeah, the novel uh, Inferno Squad, correct? Which I believe yeah. is what the the focus of the game is kind of coming from, right? Like, it's that point of view. Yeah, I you're think. a loyal Imperial. Uh, <clears throat> that's going to be interesting, playing a... You know, you're, you're always a rebel or, or a grunt in the Empire, right? You're never this <laughs> devoted Imperial that just believes in the Empire, like, passionately. So... Hey, man, it's like Thrawn, you know, that kind of perspective. <laughs> so I'm totally, totally down for that. I'm, I'm excited. I'm totally confused by the whole thing. <laughs> I, I thought we already I thought we already got Star Wars Battlefront 2 back in the early 2000s. I'm confused. Somebody help me out. Oh, it was God. for the Xbox. Different lifetime, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, the same is... game? No. no. They remade different, they re- different game, same name. They restarted the Battlefront uh, franchise brand, right? Uh, for Force Awakens, different company though. Uh, this is EA. I can't recall who did the original. Uh, oh, it's the the Madden people are making Star Wars games. I yeah. believe so. I believe it is EA. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually one of the blips that I saw today. I'd have to pull it up again. Um, it's actually like three different groups that are working on it together, and EA is one of them. And then because it's being released on PlayStation, I think they're also heavily involved in some aspects of it. And then there's another group that's focusing on some other part of it. And I'm a failure for not writing that down and putting it in my notes, <laughs> but I don't remember. The biggest, all the, I know the is, biggest draw was oh. E. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, all I know is Battlefront 2. I was playing back in 2005, so you guys are just late to the game. Hey, 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 bro. No need for that, man. Battlefront 2 2005 was amazing. Okay, It was. It was fantastic. It's I loved it. The, the game was so addictive. Star Wars games ever. 
Seriously, both those Battlefront games were so good. And I, I almost, I, I mean, I'm just, it's all tongue-in-cheek. I know exactly what the new relaunched <laughs> Battlefront is like. And, and I, I, I've played some of the the mini-mission stuff. Uh, but you're right, lack of campaign didn't force me to run out and go buy a brand-new Xbox so that I could play the new... My 360's not good enough, apparently, <laughs> to warrant a release. So I would have had to upgrade the whole thing, you know. Um, but now Battlefront 2, different story. You have my interest, Microsoft. Make me shell out that cash. Come on now. Dice. Dice is one of the other... Dice. Yes, that's it. Dice. Oh, yes. yeah. Dice. Yeah. See, now they do one of my favorite 360 games. And that's uh, uh, bat, not Battlefront, Battle something else. Battletoads. Battlefield? <laughs> Battletoads. Battlefield. No. Battlefield, yes. Yeah. Battlefield. I love the Battlefield series. Which was, you know, the first, the first, uh, last year, or 2015 uh, Battlefront, that was essentially just Battlefield with a, with a Star Wars skin on it. Nice. For the most part. So, but yeah, all, all, all that aside, I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, for uh, this new release, especially with uh, those last Jedi skins that are going to come out too. Jedi mm-hmm. Ray and Vader Cape Kylo. That's going to be great. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. So that's it for the news this week. All right. Let's get a. Uh, let's just move along then into the main main topic here. I believe John has a story for us. Story time with Grandpa John. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, ch- children gather around. Grandpa John boy's got a story for you. <laughs> Taking you back to uh, 40 years ago when I was just a, a wee six-year-old lad. Um, in fact, before the movie came out, I can give you my very first Star Wars memory. And we may have talked about this at some point, I don't recall, but the first time I ever remember seeing Star Wars anything was a t-shirt in the boys' section of uh, one of the big department stores. And it was these two robots, and one was this really weird gold-looking robot, and he was so cool, and the other one was this real squatty thing that I thought he must have been like stooped down and wasn't standing up all the way. And I, I saw that that iconic T-shirt, and I begged my mom, I've got to have this, Mom. I don't know what it is, but it's so cool. i got to have it. And my begging must have been effective that day. One of the only times in my life, I think it was the first time the Force was ever with me, my mom <laughs> bought that T-shirt for me. And she said... I'm going to buy it, but it's for school, so you can't wear it until you go to school, you know? And it must have been, like, on a weekend or something like that. And I had to wait all weekend long to wear it Monday and take it to school. <laughs> but I had that shirt. Obviously, years later, I realized that it's or, – or weeks later, days later, whenever I finally saw the movie, I realized that that squatty robot never was going to stand up all the way. He just kind of rolls around like that. But my brother and I thought that he was just like stooping down. So when we were playing Star Wars, before we even knew what Star Wars was, 
We were two robots, and I was the tall one, and he was the short, stooping down one. I made him stoop down to play the character. Nice. Yeah. And then he would stand up and play the character, and you know, but he always had to start stooping down because that's how they looked on the shirt. Anyway, uh, fast forward. I'm not even sure exactly when I saw the movie. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was opening day or if it was opening weekend or a week later or what, but I remember being in the theater, the lights going down and that 20th century Fox fanfare hit and it had my attention the whole rest of the ride. I didn't, I don't think I blinked once I was soaked in. This was the first movie I can ever remember being excited to see. Before, you know, like, uh, before I saw the movie, you know, everything else, I think my mom and, and my big sister and my little brother, we just all kind of went and saw a movie. And then afterwards, I was like, yeah, I like that. But this was a movie that, that I had anticipated going to see. I was super excited for this. And so we finally get in there after, I, God, it seemed like forever we were just standing in the lobby waiting to go in and looking at the candy counter and all that stuff. The force wasn't with me. I didn't get the Mike and Ikes. Uh, but I think <laughs> we got some popcorn. Uh, but but we watched this movie, and I was just changed walking out. I forever changed the rest of my life. Here, 40 years later, you know, I'm thinking back on that day and – I just, I can't believe, number one, it's been 40 years. I feel like I'm still that six-year-old. But uh, at the same time, you know, I've lived a lot of years since then. And Star Wars has been a part of that that life. And there hasn't been too many days where I haven't thought of Star Wars at least a little bit, you know, since that very day. It was just, it was was a, a revolutionary moment for... Uh, for the nerdy kids, you know, everybody was cool. Everybody liked science fiction after Star Wars. And, I mean, that always kind of stayed true to some degree. Did you only see it the one time in theaters when it originally came out? Or did you go back and see it multiple times? Oh, no, I saw it multiple times. And, like, <laughs> in fact, it started in the, you know, in the schoolyard. It became a thing where you would talk about how many times you saw it. So you wanted to go back and see it more because, you know, I can't believe that kid saw it more than me. It's my favorite movie, not his. I got to go see it more times than him, you know, and, you know, just like childish competitive stuff. And any, I, I think at some point my mom just got sick of taking me. So she dropped me off and I could see it. And I, I was young, you know, but I mean, back in those days, I'm not going to say it was safe. You know, just outside of Detroit, Michigan, but it's safer than it is today. You know, drop a little kid off at the movie theater. How much were the imagine doing that now? How much were the tickets back then? You know what? That's a good question. Let's Google how much movie tickets cost back in 1977. Should we take bets? I want to yeah. say two bucks. I'm going to say a dollar fifty. Boom, boom, boom. 223. 
The annual average U.S. ticket price. I pay 14 bucks for Guardians of the Galaxy two weeks ago. You know, Only 14? That's pretty good. <laughs> actually, uh, that's quite a bit. I, I think we're, we're paying around seven. Um, we paid seven the other day to go see the new Alien movie. And we we saw it on great big screen with the uh, the robot seats where you, it, you can use a recliner, you know? Oh, recliner the, seats. Oh, that's cool, cool, cool. Yeah, the yeah. Or that the, must yeah. just that must just be Eugene because I think oh. I paid some obscene amount of money to to pre-order my Wonder Woman tickets for a cup in a couple of weeks. So Wonder Woman. Thank you. You're going to the theater to see a movie that's not Star Wars? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I am. There is am. hope I'm, for her yet, yeah. John. Well, I'm so my, excited. It's my birthday weekend, so going to going to see Wonder Woman. Well, a very happy early birthday to you, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> I but paid, anyway, I paid ten bucks for Alien, so. It depends on the theater and the time, I guess. Yeah, I think ours was like seven fifty, something Oof, like that. Man. Seven, seven something. The, this movie theater just did this remodel, so now everything's got you know recliner leather recliner seats that are like robotic. So you press a button and your feet go back and your back goes back and and you're super comfortable. But um, the movie theater that's the big trendy one in town with all the bells and whistles doesn't have that yet, and they don't have the pick your seat. You know, in the lobby uh, thing, they don't have that yet. So these guys are are selling for and and that theater's you know ten twelve bucks a ticket, and the other one with the good seats is seven bucks. Why wouldn't you go there? We uh totally. we gotta talk about Alien later, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got a lot to say about that. This is not going to turn into a. Let's just say I'm not going to start an Alien movie podcast, <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Let's just say I don't want to start an alien movie podcast over Covenant. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. Okay. But anyway. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back, 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 back to 1977. You know, the impact that, that this film had was just, uh, it, it came out of nowhere. It was like the world was waiting for this and it needed this to happen. Uh, because everybody devoured it. I mean, from the littlest kid on the schoolyard up to the president of the United States, eventually Ronald Reagan naming the space uh, defense program Star Wars after this movie. I mean, the impact was just insane from a cultural standpoint. Music changed. The music in, in, in movies you know, went from being disco garbage sounding to this gr these great <laughs> symphonic scores that we still have in films today. Um, so true. Um, in fact, even disco embraced Star Wars, and there's disco Star Wars albums out there and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, fashion was changed by Star Wars. Even the uh, in Empire Strikes Back, uh, the Bespin Luke outfit, you can see the emergence of some uh, collarless jackets that hit the 80s shortly after that happened i mean this it was everywhere star wars was everywhere it penetrated everything um 
and other films were starting to be compared to Star Wars. The, the special effects were groundbreaking. They were phenomenal. They were incredible. Uh, to the point where it seemed like every other movie was playing catch up and still is to this day. Effects uh, wise, for sure. I mean, Star Wars just completely opened up a. It was a whole different planet, even a level, a whole different galaxy of a. Of effects work, just nothing like that had ever really been done, and just in a world, there's some alternate universe out there, some alternate dimension where Star Wars never happened. Wow, that's a sad so place. Sad. Movies yeah. in that universe never, never got out of the seventies. Wow, as far as uh storytelling goes, right. Can you imagine how crappy those Transformers movies are? <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, do, right? Do you, <laughs> do you guys in, in A New Hope or Star Wars, um, depending on how much of a purist you are, um, do you well, have just, a... Pre- you know, for the, for the sake of uh, being the least confusing, let's just call it A New Hope. All right. All right. In A New Hope, what is your favorite sequence or effect sequence is really what I'm going for. Do you have one? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think the first time I ever saw a lightsaber on film um, that looked, it didn't look like a cartoon. I couldn't figure out as a six-year-old how in the world. They did that. I'm like, they must they must have made real light swords. That is so cool because <laughs> it didn't look like a cartoon animation at all. You know, it didn't look like anything Disney ever could have done, which now they certainly can uh, <laughs> because they do it. And they own it, which is odd. Uh, but I mean, that was just like, uh, I mean, it was that was crazy to me. And the, I mean, it was everything really, you know, the ships yeah. were realistic. Yes. The monsters were cool. The cantina was just, it blew me away. That, that, that cantina creature cantina, um, that, that was, that's probably what really, really it just floored me watching all those different monsters that were in that room. And and every time I went back to see the movie, I noticed something different, you know. If, for example, uh, Walrus Man, which what's his new name, Pondo Baba or Pond, something Pond, like that, Pondo Baba, Pondo Baba, yeah, Panda Bear Boy, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm all, I've always been confused, and still to this day, like you know, you go back and look at uh, reference photos for that character, and he has flipper hands right mm-hmm. but the hand that's laying on the ground is a clawed hand after it's, like, it's severed that's right it's like wolf man it's like it's like totally not wa- a walrus hand it's like a claw wolf man hand You're and still right. to this day i'm like you know what well, whose hand really was that he was wearing a, a Halloween glove, man. That's what I was guess doing. so. I don't. I don't know. The one, but, the one, the one thing George Lucas didn't change. About I know. Yeah, <laughs> he'll put in All a right, CG so now, rock, but he won't. 
Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Which, you know, the CG rock, I mean, that's just, I guess that's just, I don't know why he put that in. It doesn't matter that much, you know? No, Um, he created an inconsistency hardcore with that. That rock disappeared and appeared like twice in the little short sequence. Yeah, oh, for sure. But, I mean, it's like, whatever, it's a rock, whatever. The the things that bothered me was when he redid it and he added in that Jabba scene. That Jabba was terrible. That first stab at Jabba as a yeah. CG character. That yeah. was that was horrific. <laughs> that was some of the worst CG I've seen in my life. And then they've since gone back and tweaked it again. But it's like, you know, just take that scene out. I mean, there's a reason you didn't use it. It doesn't matter that much, you know? Yeah, I agree. That scene kind of boggles it down a bit. Yeah. And the the whole Han shot first thing, I think everybody feels the same way about that. Um, <laughs> that was setting up that was setting up that character to be, okay, so here's your your wild cannon character on Solo. You know, he'll he'll kill the guy that's out to kill him. He'll kill him first and then he'll flip the bartender a coin and say sorry about the mess, you know? Doesn't care about you know, the bad guy. So to change that, you know, kind of changes that whole scene. I know it's trying to make him more, it's a defense thing, but come on. I think it undercuts his arc, you know, honestly, when you, when you look at the bigger picture, right? Cause he kind of goes from being this out for himself, trying to survive to actually caring about something, but having him, Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but yes, you're basically you're right, John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and so, uh, some of the some of the updates they did when they when they redid it, I mean, I'm totally cool with making the lightsabers bluer and redder and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course, and mm-hmm. and like not being able to see like some of the the layering of the effects they made darker and stuff, so you couldn't see ghost images in dark areas, which I'm totally fine with. Um, and taking the red tint out of Vader's, you know, uh, eyepieces, that's fine. Making it darker. I was okay with that. Um, the extra little endings at the end of Jedi, I mean, this isn't, you know, a topic about that, but I mean, that was just <laughs> ridiculous. Um. So yeah, the special editions to me. You do not want to get any started cool on the Return of the it, Jedi edits. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Oh man. Another time, then, guys. Another yeah, time. we'll we'll get to we'll get to putting young Anakin in where old Anakin belongs. Uh, which <laughs> hated it. Um, <laughs> but the movie as it came out, I mean, to me, that's the film. That's the film I miss, you know, the original cut without all the special edition, you know, modifications. That was such a great movie. You know, I, I wish that we we had something else besides an old Laserdisc copy or, uh, you know, fans reconstructing it mm. that we could go back and watch. Because that was, that was, I mean, it's the same movie, but it's not the same. Yeah. 
Adrian, did you see any of the special editions released in theater? Uh, no. No, the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters was Attack of the Clones. Um, my, my experience with Star Wars is really, like the early years in is really wonky that way. One of my earliest memories is watching A New Hope in my parents' bedroom. And uh, that same scene, John just talked about the lightsaber for the first time. That made such a huge, huge impression on me, you know, up till now. I mean, it's it's our logo, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but the biggest memories I have as a kid is watching my special edition uh, Return of the Jedi uh, VHS, which I still have. It's in my living room as part of my collection. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Is there on display, but... Uh, so growing up, the one I saw the most was Return of the Jedi because it's the only one I had as a kid. Uh, New Hope, my mom rented a few times for me, and I think I only, I only, I've only seen the unaltered uh, original trilogy on TV. Oh wow. wow! Yeah. So that's edited for TV too. Yeah. Uh, do I lose Star Wars points for that? Never. No. no. Yeah. No, I mean, it, 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 you're you're getting the film, you know, but you are missing a little bit too, though, you know. Oh wait, scratch that. One of my friends had a had them. You remember back in the day they released the they released them individually on DVDs, and the the OG trilogy had a a, a bonus disc with the unaltered version. It was a laser disc rip on a DVD. I oh wow! S- I saw a New Hope because I, I borrowed it unaltered from there from that. Wow! Wow! So yeah, well, I didn't mind. know that. I didn't know that ever came out. So I want to go. I back think and I find have it. those. Do you? In my in my collection, the original trilogy with both the special editions and the original. Um, really? I say original because didn't even change it before it like got released again anyway um i don't think i've i mean i remember i watched a new hope on vhs got it from the video store before the special editions came out and then i remember going to see in the theater um at the cinerama here in seattle a new hope the special edition with my dad and waiting in line and, you know, doing that whole thing. And it was really exciting because even, you know, I had seen it on tape, but like this was, you know, in the theater on the big screen and similar to John, you know, the 20th century Fox logo comes up and everything or Lucasfilm comes up and then you've got the 20th century Fox fanfare and everybody's just like, (laughs) super excited. And I think for me, just even from the beginning, when you've got uh, Princess Leia's ship and then the Imperial Star Destroyer just slowly comes, uh, you know, over, like it's coming over, flying overhead, right overhead and filling up the screen. And it was just like instantly hooked, you know, no going back from there. So amazing. Um, I mean, that's that's always been one of my favorite things about the 
um, original trilogy and, and a new hope is the, the models that they used. Um, I don't actually do models, but I love models. I love looking at models. I think it's really awesome. The people that do put those together. Um, and my dad really liked that too. And so I was always, I always loved the fact that they use the models for that and how awesome they looked. Um, so I definitely know that's one of my favorite things about, about a new hope. You know, that's a, I, I have, I have got to watch those in a the theater. I was planning on doing it when they were doing the 3d re-releases that got canceled. Yeah. I was like, finally, I'm going to get a watch them in a theater. You know, you know, it's weird because whenever, whenever they do those 3d re-releases, you know, be it for Jurassic park or Terminator two is going back to theaters uh, next year in 3d. Hmm. Wow. They 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 show them as they book them as, you know, Star Wars 3D, Jurassic Park 3D, Terminator 3D. But they always have 2D showings of them too at the same time. Huh. So I was I was planning on doing a uh, 2D screenings of the OG trilogy. But we only got the Phantom Menace before those plans went out the window. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I find it a little odd that, I mean, this being the 40th anniversary year, that they haven't really done anything like that. Um, You know, not even, like, not necessarily 3D. I mean, I could honestly care less about the 3D. I'm not really a fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> blasphemy, I don't care. Uh, uh, 3D is, I'm, I'm indifferent too. But... But just the fact that there hasn't been anything about, you know, like, oh, see the original trilogy on the big screen again, or even just A New Hope. Like, come on, like, take our money. Like, We would willingly give it if you would put them back out there. That is disappointing. Why isn't there anything going on? And so, I, I mean, I don't know. Are they going to make an announcement? Probably not. It seems rather late at this point to be doing that, so... <laughs> oh just kidding lol they're all going back to theaters for the weekend sorry okay bye yeah <laughs> that'd be cruel that would be but damn it i'd do it oh yeah totally <laughs> sign me up that's why i'm saying like star wars fans would give money for something like that so I, absolutely absolutely especially even you know even if it is the uh the special edition you know uh, I think I think doing a, a 40th anniversary um, short run is something that would be very appropriate, you know, for for a new hope, you know, special edition, new hope, one week only, you know, celebrating the 40th anniversary and then maybe tack in a new trailer for, you know, the last Jedi, the last Jedi or something. <laughs> totally. That'd be so cool. I'd I'd go see it two or three times. <laughs> Even special edition. Even special edition. Didn't they do a marathon for Force Awakens? Oh, they did. Yeah. Some places did. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't do Leading it last to... year. I'm gonna do it this year. I don't care. You don't... know what? I think I'm gonna do it too. I'm gonna do it too for Last Jedi. I'm gonna do the marathon, butt numbing, watch them all. <laughs> Who needs a shower? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a pretty amazing. I, I regret not doing that now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to do that. Uh, John, you and me both, brother. All right. We, we, this is it. Doing it. Boom. <laughs> oh, they're probably going to include Rogue One also. Boy, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Gosh. My God, I think I'll um, be dead by the time Last Jedi starts. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's one heck of a marathon. It is. Gotta be so cool, though, to see all those movies back to back in the theater. Yes. Just think about that, how epic so that would good. be. You're only going to do it, you know, maybe three times in your life. <laughs> okay, maybe just once. Maybe just once. Now you're going to do it again for episode nine. No, I <laughs> you know you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I if I do it if I do it this next time, I'll do it again. I'm sure. But you know, being being the 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 Star Wars fan I am, I my oldest daughter Julia, I took her to see all the the re releases in the theater. She was pretty young, and then we saw all the prequels together in the theater. And you know, first weekend that sort of thing, first day, mm-hmm. and that's something that. She now wears as a badge of honor. Yeah, my dad took me to all the Star Wars movies in the theater. I saw them all. Uh, you know, when uh, Phantom Menace came out, she wanted to be Amidala for Halloween. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And nice. I was Darth Maul. And we walked around and, you know, daddy was Darth Maul. And, and here was little Amidala. And, you know, we went trick-or-treating. It was great. That's amazing. I mean, it sounds very similar because I had that same experience with my dad. He took me to see all the special editions, and then I went and saw uh, the the prequels. Although I don't know if I saw them all with him. I definitely saw all the special editions, but went and saw all the, the prequel movies uh, in theaters. And yeah, it's definitely something special you can't ever take away. You know what? I, I gotta, I gotta admit here, I'm really kind of gel right now for from both of you. Sci-fi has never really been embraced in the house I grew up in. It never was. I was the first geek. Mm-hmm. My, my dad was really old school and the jock. He's into sports. Yeah. My mom was into into her novelas and and whatnot. And yeah, I was the first geek and. Oh, I want to see this Star Wars thing, Mama. Can you rent me that, please, Mama? All in Spanish. Um, oh, Terminator. Ooh, Alien. And they're like, why do you like that crap? But it's awesome. It's not crap. Why? And then, no, don't worry. He'll grow it. 25 years later, my dad's all like, <laughs> so you want to watch a baseball game? Sorry, Dad. You know, Star Wars is on TNT right now, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Have you taken your dad to a Star Wars movie yet? You know, I keep trying to get him in to watch one. I got my mom. I got my mom into okay. it. Okay. All um, right. So I, that's my one of my biggest accomplishments, actually. Uh, forget for what. You know, it was, we were, it was just a family breakfast one day, and I, we, just, we got into the topic of movies and then Star Wars. And then I just pretty much said, when I started talking crap about him, like, you guys haven't even seen it. You can't say anything about him. And my mom right. was like, yeah, you're right. Can I, I want to watch him now just because you've been so into them. And my little brother at that point, uh, he was the second the second geek in the family. My sister eventually yeah. became a geek, but 
Brother Chris. Nice. I'm right. Convert them all. So he right. sat my mom down. Uh, I did the weird the weird order. We did uh, episode four. The machete order. Yeah, episode four, five, one, two, three. <laughs> and then Jedi. And he at the end of it, you know, she was like, that was really great. I could do without the aliens and whatnot, but the but the <laughs> the story's really really dramatic. I like the drama. I like the characters. She was so devastated when Qui Gon died. Oh, <laughs> she was wow. like, "No, Liam Neeson." <laughs> that does hurt. Mataron I mean... mi compa. That's what she said. Mataron mi compa. They killed my friend. Um, oh, she got really into it. She, and oh, yeah. So so, Mama, that's what. That's just, awesome. just know, Mom. That's one of my best. Memories of us I'm going to cherish forever, showing you Star Aww. Wars for the first time. My yeah. dad, uh, when hell freezes yeah. over, I think. You know, I don't, think, I don't think my dad has seen Star Wars, and that's blown me away. So my parents divorced when I was young, so like right when Star Wars happened. You know, I was six or seven when my parents split, and we moved away from upstate New York to Michigan. And... Uh, my dad stayed in New York, and so I'd I'd go visit him a couple times a year, and I mean he knew he knew how much I've loved Star Wars my whole life and stuff, um, and I think we were just kind of talking about it. Gosh, this was maybe even ten years ago, and he told me, "You know, I've never seen Star Wars." I'm like, "What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you for real right now? You never even saw it." And he said, no. And, and I'm like, how did you escape it? Even when I came to visit, I must have asked you to rent it on VHS. You know, how did you not ever see it? He said, I never did. So at some point, I'm going to, I think I might just buy like the box set and just send it to dad. Just say, dad, just watch it. Just put it on in your workshop when you're doing stuff and let it run in the background. Just for me, as your son, watch Star Wars. So, Dad, if you're listening by chance, you know what I'm getting you for Father's Day, I guess. I <laughs> Maybe I should That's do right. that. <laughs> Just piss my dad off with a Star Wars box set. <laughs> dad, if you want to understand me some more, here. This will help you understand me. Yeah, well, I actually, I got to return the favor this year um, with Rogue One. Nice. My dad still hasn't seen The Force Awakens. Um, I need to, I need, I know, I think he just never got around to it. Um, and I'm a little afraid to show it to him, right? Because of Han Solo dying. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of, oh, I don't know how he's going to he take that. Does he know? I, I, he doesn't? You know, I don't know. I don't know if he does. I haven't asked. Because oh, I don't want to be like, hey. Hey, by the way, do you know this? that Han yeah. dies? Yeah, hey, by the right? way, your favorite character dies. You know that? Yeah. Right. Um, but aside from that, so that's I got I took him to see Rogue One right after Christmas. Um actually, sadly, the day that, that Carrie Fisher died, so that oh, was really oh, poignant. Wow. Um but but that that aside, um getting to take my dad to see Rogue One was awesome because I'd already seen it once. And so I got to uh -huh. get his reaction afterwards. And he was just so <laughs> pumped about 
all of it. Darth Vader, the fact that they reconstructed Tarkin, like, he he thought it was amazing. He was like, now I'm going to have to drag your mom because I want to see it again. That's <laughs> awesome. That's yeah, awesome. So, so, um, so yeah, it was nice to be able to to return that favor in kind um, now that I've become an adult and I'm still able to to share that. So at some point I'm going to have to sit him down and make him watch The Force Awakens before The Last Jedi comes out, I guess. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it's reminded me of uh, when I took a... So I, I saw Force Awakens opening night, right, with my friends? And I got chastised yeah. by them when Han died and like oh. kept crying. Uh, like second, it's your fault? Right? The third time I saw it, uh, I took my family. It's like, hey, mom, the new Star Wars movie is out. Ah, oh, pues vamos, mijo. Lo quiero ver, mijo. Like, yeah, mom, yeah, let's go see it. She's all, <laughs> I was so happy. He's like, mom, you're into it. We're in the theater. We're watching it. And uh, that scene happens. You know, and at this point, I'm not watching the movie. I'm looking at my my family. You know, I got my little sister next to me, yeah. little brother, and then my mom at the end. My little brother just kind of like, huh? <laughs> my sister just has this look of, <gasps> like, of awe, like her eyes are all white, and she's just covering her mouth, like she couldn't believe what she was seeing. I look over at my mom, and she is she is just bawling. She her tears <sighs> are just running down her face. And I'm like, oh. Mom, are, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know, Harrison Ford. And uh, oh. <laughs> she just kept bawling. And I'm like, Mom, you're making me cry. <laughs> so then we, you know, a few tears started escaping me. Then I look back at my sister and she's <laughs> sympathy crying all in the theater. Everyone except for my brother who was just still kind of like, what? Dang. But as sad as that moment is, that's another great memory, Star Wars memory for me and my family. Just my mom making me cry because Han yeah. Solo died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking back on uh, it, that's freaking hilarious. You know, and that and that that brings it back to you know, it's unbelievable the 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 power that this movie that started it all has on so many families and the impact that it's made mm-hmm. um in in theater in in you know in movies and film and and how we've all grown with these characters in the last 40 years yeah and they're like they're it's like an extension of our family it truly is and totally. you know and and you know, here we are 40 years later and and we're we're taking our kids and we're taking our grandkids and and exposing them to these stories and our parents you know we're we're trying to include them on this this beautiful world that George Lucas created for us 40 years ago and the magic is still alive and it's and it's growing and it's getting bigger and there's so many more creative people that are involved now we've got so many different Star Wars projects to look forward to that it's unbelievable that this one little film that no movie, no film company wanted a part of. I mean, he had to really shop that sucker around. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, the history is there. It's just amazing. And, and it's changed so much of our culture. It's just mind-blowing. It, it just truly is awe-inspiring. 
all the things that this this simple little film, which was not simple nor little, it was a huge undertaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that that nobody knew what would happen after it was released, and and the and and the industry that's grown out of this movie. Um, it's just staggering. It's just it's when you take a step back and look, you know. And you think about all the people with with Star Wars tattoos that's forever on their body, and you know all the filmmakers that have come since that are completely inspired by these films, uh, and that forced you know people to get into things like sound design and model making and special effects and costumes. And writing and drawing and, and creating and everything that's that's been inspired since this movie came out 40 years ago. Take a step back and just think of all that. It's amazing. You know what, dude? It is. Just the, the way you just kind of laid it out like that. That's 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 only someone that it's been there from the beginning could word it that way that was that was great (laughs) you got me all (laughs) sentimental here wow i mean yeah i mean that movie we're doing a podcast about a 40 year old movie and just talking about how it's brought our families together too it's i think it just is amazing the it's a testament to uh, a new hope that you know 40 years later now we've got eight movies tv shows video games books comics i mean there's a little it's everywhere as john said and, it's everywhere you know it's <laughs> it's rare these days that you find a person that has escaped <laughs> escaped uh the uh the grasp of star wars either by not having seen it or not knowing very much about it Um, yeah but even those people even those people they know what a lightsaber is that didn't escape them even those people know what a death star is to fear darth vader those people know that that darth vader is a villain you know, even uh, Adrian's even Adrian's dad knows <laughs> knows Does what he? a Wookiee is. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know what a Wookiee is. I'm, oh, you're you're laying it saw, out. If you showed him, if you showed him a picture of Chewbacca right now and say, "Dad, what is this?" He would at least say, "I don't know, some Star Wars crap, Miho." Wouldn't he? He would say some Star Wars crap, Miho, but he wouldn't call it's, it a Wookiee. Right, Vader. I think he calls him. He has a what's he call him? Dark Way, I think, or something like that. That's his name for Vader. Uh, if I showed him the Death Star, he wouldn't know what the Death Star is. He knows what a lightsaber is. Well, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> not that he would know R two D two. You know, that robot from Star Wars. I was having breakfast with him the other day, and I mentioned for some, for some whatever reason, uh, I mentioned C three PO, and he's like, "Who's that? Oh, it's the golden robot from uh, Star Wars, the one that hangs out with uh, the short blue one." 
what's his name? C-3PO. Oh, they have names? It's like, yeah, I didn't know that. Well, no crap, you don't watch them. But, but <laughs> I, I didn't know they had names. It's like, Dad, there's a lot you don't know about those movies. There's a whole lot you could learn, Pops. You know, speaking about the cultural impact, uh, particularly with uh, the new Disney round of films, but uh, just kind of opening up the doors for other, uh, you know, other uh, actors and actresses getting different types of roles. It wasn't just all uh, white people anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be blunt about <laughs> yeah. it. Uh-huh. Um, well, it's all white guys and, and Princess Leia. Yeah. Brunettes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rogue One specifically made such an impact on my mom over Diego Luna. Oh, that is the cool. first time I've ever seen my mom geek out in a theater, like actually cheering along with everyone else. And I'm like, that's kind of amazing that, I mean, leave it to Star Wars to get a reaction like that out of someone who doesn't geek out in the theater, you know? Yeah. Diego That's showed amazing. up. She started cheering. It's like, oh my God. There's so many stories like that of, you know, Mexican Americans taking their, uh, their, their parents and then just happy to see Diego Luna as a character with an arc, with an accent specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not trying to be an American an guy. An American. Exactly. He's, he's Mexican. And I, I knew that was a big deal, but I, it didn't really hit me until until uh, we walked out of the theater and I asked my mom uh, uh, how she liked it, and she's like, "I love Diego Luna." <laughs> and at first I was kind of like, "Yeah, because he's Mexican," but then it kind of dawned on me, well, "No, yeah, he's Mexican. He's Mexican in the movie. He's right. not just a Mexican guy playing another type of yeah, yeah, like a white guy, like John said. No, he's Mexican, and that's." It made me love Rogue One that much more just because of how much my mom loved it and all the other stories you read online and Star Wars, man. It's, if something big is happening in the world, you know, Star Wars is going to be not too far behind it one way or another. <laughs> That's an awesome story, Adrian. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that as Star Wars continues to grow and expand that they continue to push boundaries on all fronts, you know, from casting, um, storytelling effects, all of it. Um, you know, it was groundbreaking in the seventies. So I hope it can continue to be groundbreaking as it moves forward. You're soon another 40 years guys. Yeah. (laughs) So when the 80th anniversary rolls around and, (laughs) Welcome to Fans of the Force Podcast, episode 2 billion. Right. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you both this. Um, were you both alive 40 years ago when this movie came out? Neither of you were, were you? Mm-mm. You weren't even alive no. when this movie came out. I'm the same age as Return of the Jedi. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm the same age as Jurassic Park. <laughs> Are you really? Oh my gosh, that makes me feel old now. Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost 25. I turned 25 in July. (sighs) Baby. Um. (laughs) Whatever, Cat Ray. (laughs) That's actually, that's actually nice though. We've kind of got like a decade in between all of us. So 
kind of nicely spans the uh, yeah I'll, I'll be 47 on my next birthday yeah at the end of this year yeah Oh, that's right. Christmas time. That's when you best birthday give the Star Wars movie. That's right. right. Yeah. Star Star Wars Christmas for gift. my birthday. The last few releases. I've been loving it. There is yeah. a decade between each of us. That's wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was totally like that by design from the beginning, you know, just well, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Planned it out like that. Yeah, obviously. But here's the thing. And that speaks to Star Wars again. Here's here's three people. You know, in in Adrian, Cat Ray, and me, that never in a million years for any other reason probably would have ever met. You know, I mean, Adrian, you're in Texas. Cat Ray's up in Washington. I'm in Oregon. Um, and you know, here we are, a decade apart, born a decade apart. There's no reason why we should ever devote so much time to talking to one another, except Star Wars brings this all together. It makes this all happen. It made each one of us kind of look out and, and search for other people who are like us. And it doesn't matter, you know, what sex we are, what race we are, what age we are, what religion we are. We all have Star Wars in common. And that is so freaking cool. Yep. I can. <laughs> yes, that's, that was beautiful, John. <laughs> God. I mean, I, I mentioned nostalgia and whatnot during the intro for this episode, but damn, I'm, I'm just getting all these feels at the moment. You're totally right. I mean, we're separated by, by states and whatnot and a couple decades, but... <laughs> We have no reason to talk to each other other than Star Wars, and that has opened up so many other doors too. There, so it's, yeah, it's it's beautiful. But now we have reasons since since Star Wars has made this connection for us. We yeah. have reasons to love one another outside of Star Wars. It was yeah. just the opening of that door for us, you know. And I, I mean, that's just so cool. And we're just one Star Wars story. Everybody listening has their own. And the and the more people we talk to and we get their Star Wars story, that's another person that's brought into this group, this this group, this circle of friends that'll all have this in common, the Star Wars commonality. That uh, you know, I, I think I think we'll achieve world peace through Star Wars. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> you know what? Like I said, man, when something crazy is going on in the world, you know Star Wars is not too far behind. I agree with that. And you know yeah. what? You guys have inspired me. My goal for this year is to show my dad a Star Wars movie. All right. It, it will happen. Here you go. Say, Dad, I will. Uh, if you watch a Star Wars movie with me, I will go to a baseball game with you. Oh, I have gone to baseball games. I like going when? to baseball games with my dad. It's fun. All right. Okay. <laughs> I well, do stuff with him. Maybe a football but... game. You oh, know? there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm I'm the rare Star Wars breed. Well, it's not that rare. Um, no. But, just... I, I mean, I absolutely geek out on Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Aliens, you name it. But also geek out on football and baseball and, and all that stuff, too. Hockey basketball love it all so 
Renaissance man. my wife nuts. She can hardly get my attention anymore. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. She's hope, always got my attention. Hope she Love doesn't that listen to this. <clears throat> no, she, she probably won't, but she knows I love her. <laughs> that's good. So since we're talking about A New Hope, can you name your one absolute favorite scene from the movie? Can you pick one? No, I can't. Yeah, I can't pick one scene. I I think the scene, like I said, the scene that made the most impact on me was probably the cantina scene. Seeing all those aliens, you know. Um, As a six-year-old, you know, I was I was into robots and monsters and and you know, cowboys and Indians and knights and. All that stuff, you know, war and, and, you know, and this movie had it all, you know, it had monsters, it had robots, it had spaceships and it had sword fighting and it had uh, funny, humorous parts and it had a princess that was just, how kick ass was Carrie Fisher in this film? I mean. So good. I mean, yeah. I, as a young woman, when I first saw the those movies, yeah, she had a huge impact on me. Like the sassy, stubborn, <laughs> able to stand up for herself. You know, wasn't gonna take anything from anybody. You know, she was willing to dive in when she needed to and make her own way. Um, <laughs> she wasn't I'll gonna follow you. anybody, and so that was a huge huge impact and actually fairly revolutionary at the time that the movie was released. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, were strong, the there were strong female characters in other oh, films, yeah. you know. I mean, she wasn't the very first, but for me, she was. For me, she was the very first strong female character I ever watched on film. And every single female I've met in my life has been compared to her. Wow. In one Talk way or another. It. You yeah, know. talk about a cultural impact. <laughs> Seriously, you know, I mean, since I was six years old, like all the girls at school. All right. Are any of these girls worthy of being Princess Leia when we play Star Wars? Some of them are not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe that's misogynistic or whatever. But back then, I mean, it was just like, who can fill that role? Who can be the strong female? And there was, you know, a lot of dainty gals that could never match up and, and truly give us that that Princess Leia role, you know? Um, there were a couple girls that did pretty good. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> that they became like the first girls that I became interested in as a <laughs> six and seven year old, eight year old boy, you know? I'm like, okay, these are, you know, this is the kind of girl I like, you know? She's got strong will and mind of her own, that sort of thing. It's formed something in me that I still can. My wife is this amazing, kick-ass, wonderful woman who's very capable and can outthink most of the guys in the room, but is also sweet, loving, and very tender. You know? I mean, she's she's my Princess Leia. I just realized that. No, I'm kidding. I'm just teasing. Next, next date I go on, I'm going to be like, how... Uh-huh. How much like Princess Leia would you say you are? <laughs> scale on a scale of one to ten. Of one to Leia, where where do you uh, 
Right. What do you rank? Right. Yeah. On a scale of one to Organa. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. What about you, Kedra? You got a favorite scene? Oh, gee. Um, I mean, it's... I mean, sort of like I can narrow it down to like all the top three or something. Sure. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it's so because it's like it's the whole movie as a whole. I mean, certainly there are there are parts of it. And I think a lot of it comes down to actually the mix between what's happening on the screen and what Mm -hmm. you're hearing with the music, because I mean, obviously, and the sound effects like and I mean, I've talked about before how much I love these soundtracks and how much that music has been a yeah. huge integral part of my life. And so you got to do a soundtrack you know, episode. Yeah. Oh, one. Okay. <laughs> to start. All of them. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, it, it, it kind of comes down to that, that meld between what's happening and, and what I'm hearing and how that kind of stirs me emotionally. But, but it's hard because I kind of like the movie as a whole is just so like I love everything about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like maybe, yes, I do have a couple of favorite scenes. Like I love the throne room scene. There's just something mm-hmm. about the the, the triumph and the yep. majesty and mm-hmm. how, you know, <laughs> everybody's, you know, there's that kind of that one happy moment, even though there's been all of this tragedy that's occurred throughout the right. movie. And so. You know, it's like the things like that. And it's, you know, it's the combination of the acting because there aren't even any words in that scene. But, you know, the, it's the trench run the, scene, you know, yes. when, yeah. when yeah. with all the all the wings reporting for duty and then getting into the battle. And, you know, that whole thing with the music and the intensity. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. You know? Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 scene where where Obi-Wan and, and Vader square <gasps> off for the first yes. time. I mean, That's... you feel the backstory in that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that there's more going on than what we realize in that moment. And it's so well acted, number yeah. one, uh, by Sir Alec. And then number two, I mean, give props to uh, to uh, uh, James Earl Jones all you want. But David Prowse did some of the finest acting for Darth Vader Um acting behind a mask and not even getting to use your voice mm-hmm. and and being that that convincing his mask acting was just completely on par <laughs> you know <laughs> totally I mean, that's yeah. a great scene the trash compactor scene was like nothing we've ever seen before you know, the monster in there, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the monster gets spooked and the walls are closing in. <laughs> the drama of that scene, the swinging across the chasm <laughs> is so iconic that yes. it's been repeated in other Star Wars movies. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, so many scenes could be your favorite. It's hard to pick one. Yes, I agree that the Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi confrontation is definitely up there. Um, my other just random favorite scene, which is not necessarily, well, it is an impactful moment. It's when, um, Luke realizes that the stormtroopers have probably found the farmstead and Mm, goes racing back 
to yeah. to find Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. And that scene with the music um, is one of my absolute all-time favorite parts of that movie. Uh, just because it it it's so tragic and, you know... John Williams just works his magic there and you can just see how, you know, the transformation for Luke, like that's where it, it starts, you know, to send him on his way. And yeah. that for me is just one of the most, <laughs> I don't want to say beautiful cause it's also really sad, but oh, so tragic, you know, but, but, but just the, the feeling, the emotion that comes from that, scene and setting Luke on his journey. Um, yeah, it's just one of my one of my favorites. Testify, sister. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Adrian? <sighs> um, Anything we haven't talked about yet? <laughs> seriously, yeah. <laughs> uh, one. I, I here's the thing. So for me, it's the binary sunset. Because yeah. uh, you know what, I think I was also six when I first saw this, John. So really, yeah, another little connection there. But nice. uh, <laughs> but I, I I mentioned before that Luke turning on the lightsaber for the first time was that was it for me. That was mm-hmm. game over. I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. This is it. That is always going to be Star Wars for me. That moment. But the binary sunset. Where Luke goes out and, you know, he's just staring at the suns. I can't recall if it was this one or Jurassic Park first. I forget which one I saw first. But that is one of the first times where a movie touched me because of the music. I think I saw Star Wars first. I think. If not, it's the second time a movie touched me because of the music. Obviously, in Jurassic Park, the, when the, the Jurassic Park thing, when the... They're flying towards the <laughs> island for the first time. Yeah. But the binary sense that just as a kid, I fell in love with the force theme. I, it's the, it's the moment that made me appre- appreciate music in film. And now like my iPod is like 80% soundtracks. <laughs> so maybe it worked out a little too well. Yeah. <laughs> good, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this is- as a six year old, that scene, I mean, nothing's happening. There's no action. There's no, it's just some kids staring at it at a sunset. But I was just like, oh my God, this is beautiful. You know, as a kid, like, this is so cool. I like this. Um, the trench run. Um, uh, yeah. When Luke turns off the the computer. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. like, Luke, wait, turned off your what's, what's going on? And then Vader's about to shoot him. I'm like, I have you now. And then, boo boo. Like, what? No, what's going on? Oh my God, Han Solo's back! Oh my God, he did it! Oh my God! And then you just end that with the throne room. Great shot, kid! That was one in a million. Uh, the Force will be with you always. always. Right? Ta-da, I know. Oh my God! Just I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Every and single you- one of the feels. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I need to go rewatch it again right now. Then you just freaking ended with the throne room and. Everyone's happy. R2 is fixed. Uh, oh, yeah. God, it's just... oh. Oh. And they fixed him that fast, too. That was epic. Yeah. I always wondered, <laughs> like did overnight. 3PO donate some parts? You know what happened there? Because <laughs> 3PO is looking pretty good, too. It's just. 
He got a nice buff. Got a nice buff. Yeah. Yeah. Shine. yeah. But I was just and so even happy, even so those scenes I guess are for me. Mine. Even so joyous. The man in the gorilla costume playing laser chess with uh, little tiny monsters on the chessboard against two robots. That was cool. the stop motion chessboard it's all good this is this is going to be a really random aside i saw something did you guys see anything it's crossed my facebook feed about how now apparently they can um tattoo sounds on yes i've I've been seeing those and where you you have like some special app and it like some little scanner yeah yeah well, I don't have any tattoos, but I was like, how cool would it be to get like the force theme tattooed oh somewhere? My God. And then you could just play it whenever you wanted anyway, random. Uh totally something I would do, maybe. You know, I'm not big on tattoos, but I would totally <laughs> maybe get for that. that. Just get the force theme waveform on my on my right? arm. Yeah. Oh, get be, rid. Be cool, right? My, yeah. My dad is gonna hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have to say, I was totally like, oh man, I wish there was some way I could like tattoo music, you know, <laughs> right you onto myself. Apparently, there is. Well, that's so, the way. The future. Have, yeah, <laughs> I have to say that if I was gonna do that. That's probably what I'd do. I'd get the force theme tattooed somewhere on my body. (laughs) That's what I would do if I would get one. That or a a Breaking Bad little tiny logo, just like on my wrist or something. (laughs) Out of sight. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Any last thoughts? I mean, I think we we really covered it. I, I, I think we talked about... The personal connections that this this film has has given us. I think we've talked about the cultural significance of of the movie. We've talked about our our personal uh, favorite scenes. How much the music is just. I mean, we're willing to get tattoos of the music. I am too, for crying out loud. <laughs> and um, the visual effects. The all of it, the special effects, uh, just uh, and and here's the here's the kicker. Only one of us has this movie as our favorite Star Wars movie, <laughs> and that's that's so great. No, I mean I don't mean that like sarcastically at all. I was waiting I mean, for uh-huh. the ranking to come back. That's no, that's the, it's, this is just like this is a starting point. This is just a starting point. So 40 years of this starting point. And there's even better in some people's opinion. And, I mean, there's so much to explore. I mean, it's pretty cool, guys. This is really cool stuff. It is really cool. So, uh, John, have have I redeemed myself a bit from last week? Dude, you were never unredeemed, whatever that word is. So... (laughs) Right. What is the what is the the, the opposite of of redeemed? Let, let's put it this way: uh, I wasn't in a doghouse. Irredeemable, house. yeah. You're never irredeemed in my eyes. Right. You're never in the doghouse. I mean, your your opinion is is your opinion. My opinion is my opinion. 
cat's opinion is cat's opinion. None of us are are right or wrong. You know, there's there's no right or wrong to this. It's just if you Let don't share my you opinion, you are wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. You're just not as right as I am. That's all. <laughs> you know what? The big mm. takeaway from this little discussion for me is when we're done recording, I'm going to call my mom. And be uh, like, Mom, I love Star Wars and I love you. <laughs> Mom, I love you as much as Star Wars. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more. No. <laughs> Hopefully a little bit more. And then I'm going to call my dad and be like, Dad, you're freaking watching Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, that's yeah. probably the movie to introduce him to. Yeah, no. That's probably the one. You know, my, my although it was what fifth on my list or sixth, I no, think but that's, it, that's but even such you, a great introductory yeah. inter, introductory film. Um, that for me, I think there's there's three films that are obvious starting points if you want to show somebody Star Wars and say, okay, watch this and tell me if you want to see the rest. A New Hope certainly is one of those films. Rogue One is one of those films, and Phantom Menace. I mean, it's the starting point of this of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think out of the three options, the Phantom Menace might be the weakest starting point. Yeah, it's the one that may not grab you as much. But mm-hmm. I think, I think Rogue One as a starting point with its its modern way of storytelling, it's great pacing. It's got great pacing. Um. Although there's character issues with it, there's character issues in all the Star Wars movies. Um, there are, and oh, yeah. um, but when you turn that movie off when it's over, it absolutely makes you want to go watch the rest of the films, and it makes you go watch my favorite film immediately afterwards. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be live tweeting on a on, on the Twitter. When when I set my dad down, I'm gonna live tweet. Okay, his reactions. All right, all right, do it. Make it happen. Make it happen. The biggest I can guarantee you, my dad is one of the the big. He is the biggest Star Wars. Uh, not hater, just because he hasn't seen it, but he's the biggest Star Wars denier. Um, <laughs> resistor. Resistor. <laughs> You'll never meet a bigger Star Wars resistor than my than my father. So, okay. Okay experimentation time but it'll all right. happen it's gotta happen all right. all right yeah gotta happen love it i'll make i'll make it my goal to get my sit my dad down and watch the force awakens since he hasn't seen that yet okay you should also live tweet that i should yeah especially yeah. you know when we get to that moment mm. <laughs> yeah see if he cries he doesn't cry you know very what often, i could do but he I might could, cry about that i could send my dad the star wars movies and I could block out a couple hours, and we could get on Skype and watch it together. His house in New York, my house in Oregon, and we can, like, simulcast it. So, yeah. Nice. So, so we watch it together. Well, there you go, people. Star Wars is making us spend time with our families. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing this franchise can't do at this point. It really isn't. <laughs> World peace is next, like you said, John. Yeah. The power of Star Wars. Power of Star Wars. It's a glorious thing. And I can't think of a better note to move on on. And let's move on to a new segment. 
Let's have a little collector's discussion. Hey, kid, you got this outfit? I want that shit. That lightsaber belongs to me. A fine addition to my collection. So let's talk now, take a moment, and talk about um, our the collector aspect of Star Wars. You know, right now, for me personally, I'm on the hunt for all the 40th anniversary figures that are coming out. Um, and I've, you know, don't tell my wife, but I've been taking time almost every single day to hunt these things down. And I only have a few, which is frustrating. And I've been going all around town looking for these things. Uh, but I got I got the 40th anniversary Darth Vader with the uh, the stand that comes with it, a little Dope. diorama deal. I did uh, mention I think I tracked down the R5D4. Yeah. Yes, you um, did. Exclusive figure from GameStop. I have uh, since located the Luke Skywalker. Oh. Yeah. And I'm just like everybody else in the world that's collecting these things. I'm really trying to find Han Solo and R2-D2 because they seem to be the hardest ones to find at this point. (laughs) And I have not seen any of the Wave 2 figures uh, make it to my area yet. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting the Stormtrooper and the the Tusken Raider and uh, all those as well. So do you... You go hunting for them, right? Is that part of the mm-hmm. appeal for you? Just like the search, the hunt? Yeah, it, it, it totally is at this point. I I never really was the type of collector to specifically like bird dog and try to track something down. Um, I would just pick up stuff that I thought was cool and add it to my collection. Um, like, you know, uh, loose classic figures you know if i find a loose figure somewhere i'm like i gotta have that for my collection and i'll buy it you know nine bucks sure i'll take that c3po (laughs) Um, loose yeah no problem um so i mean for me that's what collecting's been like if like it's there and i've got the money i'm gonna collect it um and um but now i'm doing this kind of this attempt of I, I mean, I really want to get all of them. This would be the first time I got a whole run of of Star Wars figures, you know, because it's going to be a limited thing that, you know, it's not going to be, uh, you know, they're they're the larger figures and they're on these really cool card backs and uh, total throwback to the original ones from my childhood, mm-hmm. but done in that that black series style mm-hmm. that's so cool. And, um, yeah, I'm really into it. And I, I like the appeal of, of hunting and trying to search these out and that sort of thing. And I've got two of the hard to find ones. Now I've got to get the rest. How about you guys? Kevin? Oh, gee. Um, you know, I have not really been into any like mega star Wars collecting. I think the first, thing that was star wars that i ever owned was my parents gave me for my birthday the special edition the original trilogy special editions box set on vhs um so that was what like 97 or something um they gave that to me as a birthday present or a christmas present i can't even remember (laughs) 
at this point. Um, but I got that box set, which I think is still kicking around at my, at my parents' house um, because they might actually still have a VHS player. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was one of the first Star Wars um, items that I ever owned. And so it's it's precious to me in that way that, you know, that's kind of my first piece of memorabilia, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, right now, I have said before that I'm I'm actually eagerly waiting the uh, forces of destiny figures, dolls, yeah. whatever you want to call them <laughs> that are coming out. And and actually for for Mother's Day, uh, my husband and my kids um, gifted me, even though it hasn't been released yet, the, the Padme doll. Um, because she's the mother of the twins. So cool. I'm the mother of twins. You're the mother of um, twins too. Yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> is it like so, a pre-order or something or? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just when it comes out, I will probably find it and buy it for myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, they'll say, and they'll take the credit. Yeah. But, um. Just like any true mom. Yes. That's yeah. Right. Pick That's it right. out and <laughs> thank you for giving me this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, other than that, um, I love, I have a bunch of star Wars books. That's mm-hmm. kind of, um, you know, I've, I was my a big reader growing up, still am a big reader. So, um, and I think one of my most treasured, Star Wars books is actually the Dressing the Galaxy book, which is all about the costuming, specifically the of the prequels. There actually is one for the original trilogy, too. Um, but that's one of my most treasured Star Wars books. Yeah, I'm going back and collecting all the art of Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yes, my dad, actually speaking, John, that reminds me, my dad actually had two of, like, the like original from, you know, back in the the 80s or maybe early 90s. I'm not sure when they were published, but the art of, I believe it was the art of the Empire Strikes Back and the art of Return of the Jedi. Oh, nice. And I, I flipped through those. I stole them from him. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, in my, they're in my bookcase now. Sweet. Um, <laughs> sorry, Pops. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, not you. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, God, I remember flipping through those all the time and looking at the Ralph McQuarrie drawings and just, you know, imagining myself in the Star Wars universe. Totally. Um, and I still have those. Those are still... Um, still in, still in my bookcase. Well, I need the Jedi one. So <laughs> if you find I, one, let me know. All right. I'll keep my eyes open. All right. How about you, Adrian? So, you know, just being a, a movie guy, even outside of Star Wars, I guess it's just all the different editions I've been able to collect over the years for the movies. I've been mm-hmm. like my biggest thing. Uh, I mentioned earlier, so I still got my Return of the Jedi special edition, edition VHS up on my mantle. Yeah. Um I got I got all the movies more times than I care to admit. Yeah. Same here. I yeah. do too. In fact, I've been going to like Goodwill and St. Vincent de Paul and stuff and whenever they've got VHS, I look to see if the unaltered versions are are there, you know. You yeah. can usually get them for like a buck. Yeah. Maybe. So I collect them. Maybe I should stop by one of them stores. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, lately I've 
this was unintentional, but I, I've noticed I've, I have a small collection now of uh, Star Wars uh, autographs. Um, I, sweet. I, that, that's like the biggest thing. I got a lot of small collections, so I got I got a. Yeah. <laughs> I, I met Alan Tudyk. Uh, I got his autograph. I uh, my boss gave me a, uh, Billy D. Williams Lando autograph. Oh, oh wow! Months ago. That's awesome. Nice. I was like, thanks, work, Dad. Um, <laughs> my sister, uh, for one of my birthdays, uh, gave me a Mark Hamill autograph on a Hello Kitty stationery. Yeah, with, wow. a, with a coffee stain on it, along with an original cool. uh, 1977 movie theater poster. Sweet, awesome. It's currently in my living room. Uh, so. Yeah, a couple of small autograph collection there. I've been collecting more books too. I haven't done this much reading since I was a kid. Used to be a, yeah. used to be a big reader, but then I just got too busy for it. But um so catching up and reading there. A lot of Lego sets, well two Lego sets. A lot of little figures. Yeah, I mean it's just scattered of a lot of Star Wars themed stuff and you walk into my living room and it's like a mini museum almost. Oh, um, also at the same birthday, uh, you guys remember that uh, Rolf McQuarrie concept art book that came out, I think, also around the 70s after Star Wars made it big? Is that like a great big coffee table size one? Yeah, yeah. And it's just pages of concept art from uh, Star Wars back then. You know, just Star yeah. Wars. Um, An old copy of that, uh, too, just... I have it stored away. I want to get them framed because it's not in the best condition, so a lot of the pages are loose, mm-hmm. but the pages themselves are still really good. Mm-hmm. So my goal one day is to frame each of them and just have like this wall of Macquarie art. Oh, nice. God, that's amazing. Like, yeah. That would be so yeah, great. Yeah, like home studio, home office, something. Boom, there's going to be a whole wall of Macquarie art. And uh, yeah, that's that's going to be fantastic when I eventually do get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's the, I don't know, there's the newer one that's a couple years old now, the big, the really big coffee table book that, (laughs) I would like to get that. I don't have it yet. Yeah, same here. Someday. um, Yep. Which I think includes a lot more than just Star Wars. That's like two or three volumes, isn't it, in this giant box set? Yeah, I think it's two, maybe. And it's like $200. Um, Well, that hasn't made it. That hasn't made it to Goodwill yet, so uh, I'll <laughs> no. keep looking. Yeah, you might, you might have to. Um, <laughs> I speaking of random collectible things, um, there was at one point they someone and I can't remember. I'd have to Google it now. Someone um, released there was a giant book of Star Wars blueprints oh. that were released for like all of the vehicles and the giant ships and my dad who is a landscape architect so he's really into all of the like the ships and the models and very very detail oriented and he's always he's always loved that aspect of star wars and really wanted to get that for him at some point but i think it was like five hundred dollars and i (laughs) couldn't quite couldn't quite because it was it was a huge book i mean it i think it literally was a coffee yeah i think it literally was a coffee table (laughs) Um, you know, and so, but God, maybe I could find that someday. (laughs) Give it to him. (laughs) 
No, but seriously, every time I walk into a thrift store or a secondhand store, you know, I go over to the toy section. I look around and see if I can find anything Star Wars. And then I go over to the book section and I look around to see if I can find anything Star Wars. And then I'm hitting the record section <laughs> and I'm looking to see if I can find the old soundtracks, you know. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's it's like, yeah, I oh. guess it's kind of like that collector's hunt. And I just yeah. kind of do it in a different way, you know. Speaking of the soundtracks, that's another one of my most <laughs> treasured yeah. possessions was that my parents got me all of the special edition soundtracks. So oh, the wow. two CD, um, the two CD packaging and, you know, now now I have them. They're all digital. But I think I, you know, if you could wear CDs into the ground like that was me <laughs> listening to those ad nauseum my parents were probably like so glad when i moved out of the house They're like yes please take your star wars cds we don't need to listen to you blasting the imperial <laughs> march anymore um but yeah just and i still have those too they're in a box in my garage nice you know i, I just recently uh completed for now my my score collection with this little bad boy can't see it through the Oh, nice! The, the, the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars yes. soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, I'm still looking for the for the seasons one through six collection. I don't know if they have a physical. There's a physical, but it's oh, like is there... thirty okay. bucks. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay thirty bucks for that. No, sure I just you are. bought it. I just bought it digitally. Shut up, Jonah Brook right now. It's the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you are when you're not broke. You'll get to it. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna get yeah. to it. But yeah, that's. Like at Ray, that's also another one of. Uh, I don't buy CDs that often, but when a Star Wars score comes out, I have to get the CD. Yeah, yeah. My Star Wars co- collection is is pretty nuts. So I'm I'm grabbing just about anything I can find from <laughs> from logo water bottles that have, uh, I believe it's uh, the three main droids: BB-8, R2, and three PO. Um, I've got, uh, little kids shampoo bottles that are formed. One's BB-8, one's Kylo Ren, (laughs) one's Phasma, and then I think 3PO with the red arm is the other one. Um, you know, our whole bathroom, like if you come to my house and have to go to the toilet, uh, you'll be in a very happy place because the shower curtains, a big Star Wars shower curtain. We've got Star <laughs> Wars art on the walls and those, you know, shampoo bottles. And we have a, a Yoda light up head that is attached to the wall that you flip the switch on and he glows green. It's really cool. And uh, <laughs> God, what else is in there? Uh, we've got Star Wars Kleenex and Star Wars Q-tips. So do I. And- Sorry. Yeah, it's, I mean, the bathroom's pretty awesome, I gotta say. And, Your bathroom you know, sounds was, wonderful. Here's the cool thing. It's my wife's idea. Awesome. Oh, she is laying, She's like, man. we gotta make the bathroom cool. We, we've we got a grandson. He's gonna want to love, you know. She goes, we're doing it Star Wars. I'm like, yes, we are. You bet we are, honey. And she got most of the stuff. And I'm like, see why I married you? <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And I've I've got a few of my vintage figures. None of my stuff from childhood survived. None of it. Oh, so I'm sad. I'm recollecting yeah. stuff as an adult collector and just trying to find loose stuff. 
you know? I'm not trying to—I don't want to get the original 12 back figures in pristine condition. I mean, if I got one at a great deal, sure, I'd get it. But I'm, that's not what I want. I, but I'd love the original 12 loose figures, you know, played with and enjoyed and put on a shelf. That'd be cool. Um, I do have from my kid's childhood— I think I mentioned in a previous podcast when they, I had three daughters and when they played Barbies, I had my Barbie sized Darth Vader figure Mm -hmm. with the removable helmet and you could see the Anakin head with the big scar and everything. I still have that minus the lightsaber, which a little neighborhood kid I think stole. Um, Bastard. Back in the day. I know. He said he lost it, but I think he did. Um, And uh, well, that's. It's a, blame my ex-wife for letting him even play with it. Uh, <laughs> now you know why she's an ex-wife. Uh, okay. No, no, Ouch. no, the reasons were way more serious than that. Um, <laughs> Debbie Downer moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, and I've and I've got uh, you know I've got the movies in in various forms that I've collected. I've got posters, and uh, in fact, I just found a. Uh, at Walmart for like four bucks. Um, it was uh, one of the um, special edition posters. And I was like, are you serious? They got special edition poster now at Walmart? <laughs> so I grabbed it and I put it up on my wall. And, you know, it looks great. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of collecting all kinds of stuff, you know. Um, Everything from you know uh, Star War, old, old Star Wars pop cans and stuff like that to uh, um, to the new figures that they're just releasing. You know, collections growing all the time too. Yeah, there's there's a lot out there. <laughs> Whatever you want, you can probably find it. Oh yeah, I have Star Wars underwear. I'm not afraid afraid to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I wore my I wore my baby my BB-8 socks to work today. Nice. Got to love those BB-8 socks. I got two different styles of BB-8 socks. I love them. <laughs> I, I just realized too. I have a small uh, kitchenware appliance Star Wars collection. Oh really? Yeah. Everyone just suddenly one year everybody decided just to gift me a Star Wars themed kitchen appliances. Nice. I, I got Darth Vader barbecue pong uh, prongs and pliers. Not pliers. Um, I, I have a Darth Vader uh, apron. Ooh, I have an apron. It I looks like his chest plate. Yeah, kitchen apron. You know, it's, it looks like his little chest chest plate, and it's cool. Nice. I have a Death Star kitchen timer. <laughs> Do you? It's shaped like the Death Star, and it makes the laser noise when it goes off. Nice. My parents gave that to me for Valentine's Day this year, so it's a recent addition to my collection. My (laughs) oldest daughter, Julia, bought me the the Han Solo in carbonite ice cube trays. Oh, Oh, yeah. I want those. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Have you you made them? Oh, yeah. You bet. Yeah. Except uh, the first time I did it, I didn't wash it first, and so the ice cubes tasted kind of funny. So Ooh, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't redone them yet because I'm kind of afraid to throw it in the dishwasher. I need to just wash it by hand. Yeah, so, yeah. is uh, it a silicon mold? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 But Ooh. I mean, they the ice cubes are really cool looking. 
I got a I got a Han Solo mini fridge at the office. What? Yeah. Keep my keep my lunches and sodas and juices I, and whatnot in there. I, I, I'm thinking you need to uh, uh, take a little picture of that and put it on our Facebook page. I will do that tomorrow. All right. First thing in the morning. Yeah, I want to see this. I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll film. I'll film it as I put my lunch in it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So on that note, what do we got next? It's time for Star Wars. Would you rather? And now it's time for the game that's sweeping the galaxy from the ice planet of Hoth to the sun-drenched sands of Jakku. It's time for Star Wars. Would you rather? But droids are not welcome here. They're ruining the whole game. This week, I've got a pretty interesting one. At least I think so. Um, So I'll pose this question to you. Would you rather the next Star Wars trilogy to be set in the Old Republic era... Or after Ray's trilogy. <laughs> Pick one, please. Adrian, we'll start with you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so hard. God, this Dude, is a... That's impossible to answer. I mean, we just don't don't know... Do I want to see what happens after Ray's trilogy? Um, do I want to see Old Republic stuff, even though I know where it's all gonna end up eventually? There's so much to think about there. Can I pick both? No, pick one, please. <laughs> um. All right, I'll make it even harder, and then you <laughs> don't, you don't get the other one. Oh, you, you pick one, you don't get the other one. That makes it easier for me. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think that makes it easier for me, too. Yeah? You get... I think if... Sorry. Go ahead, Adrian. Um, you got decades worth of uh, Old Republic comics and novels and whatnot already, which even is though not, they are legends. Which is, which is not canon, it's and legends. It's legends. But if we're only, I'd love to see that in some sort of canon form, be it, you know, through movies or show or whatever. But in this scenario, you in won't scenario, get that. You won't get, I won't get that. Yeah. Considering there's a lot of stuff already out there. Continue past, you know, keep, go further into the future. So I, that, that simplified it for me. Okay. So yeah, same here. That's my feeling as well. Um, you know, we've seen the the old Republic in other formats. So, if that if that's the case, then I would say post post Ray's trilogy, keep going into the future, see what yeah, I'll see watch, what else is lying out there. I'll right. watch uh, the Force Reawakens. I'll watch uh, <laughs> the second to last Jedi. The last Je- <laughs> the Force the takes a nap. Jedi. Rise of yeah. the Second Order. You know, I'll watch all that. Right. Right. <laughs> What about a pre-Old World, Old Republic era? Prequel. 
like leading up to the old republic, the dawn of the Sith, the dawn of the Jedi. Does that make it harder? That's cool, but there are comics and novels that touch upon that too. Yeah. Yeah. So legends, legends. I this know, would this would make it canon. There. This yeah. would make it canon. Though. As far as the legend stuff go, the old Republic right? stuff is the most is the closest to canon. Because without being canon, without being canon, because they don't contradict it, and and rebels okay. even kind of canonize some of it, and that's a dark saber episode, and Clone Wars yeah. too, and Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah you're right, Darth Bane. Yeah. Um. So and and you know the line from uh, you know. Did you ever hear about Darth Plagueis the Wise? You know? Yeah. yeah. So That's a little canon, a little it's, canonizing. It's, he- it's head canon for me. Okay. So. All right. So, all yeah, right. Keep, keep going with the Force Six and Nap and Reawakens. Just keep keep all that. <laughs> <stuff coming. laughs> the Force wears depends. <laughs> <laughs> but pl- uh, loophole in your, in your, in your question here. The question was about a trilogy. Just nothing uh-huh. saying there can be a Old Republic one-off. Standalone. An Old True. Republic story. So True. Boom. True. So True. Give us a new future trilogy and a standalone uh, Old Republic. So then what would you want to see? I mean, um, just assuming that this is the, the Ray trilogy, which is what I'm just calling it. Because um, that's probably what it is. Assuming that ends with a nice little bow and and has a real true ending, what would you want the future of Star Wars to be like? Since you both picked <sighs> after the Ray trilogy. Oh man, I don't. I you know I feel like I gotta wait for the next two movies to come out before I can even right. start to answer. Yeah, that but question. no, no, you don't have to wait. I, I mean, got, you, you hear me out. I got a slight. You idea. have you have something in your heart that tells you how you want that to end, right? You're already coming up with how you want it to end. <laughs> oh, All yeah. three of us do. Oh, true. With, they may not be the same ending, you know. Uh, but we all go, okay, this is what I want Star Wars to to continue to be like. And we're imagining what The Last Jedi is going to, how that's going to play out. And we're imagining how um, the third movie in this trilogy is going to play out. All right. And hopefully we all are hoping for happy endings at the end. Right. Definitely. Um, wrapped up storylines. Everything's closed off in a nice, tidy little box with a bow on it. All that fun stuff. So knowing how you want it to end, how do you want it to continue from there? All right. Um, well, I think if they were going to continue, I would want to see Daisy Ridley and John Boyega reprise their roles as Ray and Finn in some capacity, kind of like the the original trilogy characters have come back in in the current trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um and I want them to be happy. 
<laughs> well, putting oh, them geez. in this movie already in the next trilogy means <laughs> that something is going to be unhappy because they're coming back into a war, right? Star maybe, Wars. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it is Star Wars, so right. there's always there's always something. To right. It's not it's not Star uh, Day at the Beach. It, <laughs> it's not it Star Sunday that. Picnic. It's Star Wars. <laughs> He's right, you know. Yeah. Uh So do you want uh, you know, I'll throw it out there, okay? Or or maybe Adrian, you could if you've got something you're thinking. Um, one of the things I respect about the prequels is how different they were in comparison to the originals. Okay. You know, regardless of how you feel about them, they were different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned that Force Awakens was the right feel it needed to be to reignite the franchise, but it was too close to the... It didn't do anything different. Mm-hmm. So for a sequel trilogy, I would like to see something different. So not I, I'm not I don't wanna I don't want a divided galaxy anymore. I want a united galaxy, be it an empire, be it a be it a republic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that'd be different, right, from the start of the united galaxy for the most part. Yeah. And then I don't know, so what what could warrant getting uh a United Galaxy to what, what's enough? What's a big enough of a threat to get a galaxy like that to you know fight? You know what, what's worthy of that? So the old stuff that they use on Vong or however you pronounce yeah, it. That's... Um, I don't like that too much, but just it's just something like that. Just in Star Wars, there has to be a war. The we Republic versus Separatists, Empire versus uh Rebels, First Order versus uh Resistance and the New Republic. We've we've done that already. Yeah. Like three times. It's gonna be the third Think time we've bigger. done that. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with all this new talk about it's so much bigger and you know, right. w- what is out there? What Okay. Thrawn the, the novel teased, you know, bigger threats that you can't imagine. Mm-hmm. What are those bigger yeah. threats? So for me, logically, and you know, just how I personally feel, that that's what would come next—some sort of threat mm. that would unite the galaxy, or the galaxy's already united, but then they have to fight to keep that unity, to keep that peace from something else that's bigger and darker. And so, do would would that still include a light side and a dark side element? No, no, not for me. For me, I, I I I want Ray to be the first of this new order. This not Jedi. This non Sith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what would be the opposition to Ray? This new force that Thrawn and Luke Skywalker and even Palpatine have kind of been preparing okay. for in, or hinting at. Yeah. Yeah. So so something okay, Ray, like that. How about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like where Adrian's going with that. Um, I agree that, you know, as much as there is kind of the, the poetry and rhyming in Star Wars, you know, where we've got these similar conflicts that mirror each other 
I think it would be nice to see that moved to a bigger level, like Adrian suggested, where instead of this this infighting among the galaxy, you know, we have to see them come together to fight something else. Um, and okay, maybe they were fighting to begin with, and then maybe something is, you know, forces them to draw, you know, come together. And But in some ways, you know, I think just replaying the same conflict or similar sort of conflicts, um, while it does uh, certainly imitate the real world in, in some aspects, um, you know, it might be time to, to think a little bit, a little bit bigger than that. So I definitely like that idea. Um, it could also go smaller. That's okay. true, but the the galaxy is just so big. I kind of feel like you know a galaxy far, far away. I think you know they've just there's so much we know, and probably even then a lot of stuff that we don't know. And you right, know, like for a threat them to from explore. beyond the outer rim, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, which they are building up to something that they just, sure they keep referencing in so many books right. and even the shows now. So, John, what about you? Since you've seems like you've been thinking about yeah. this question. <laughs> well, no, I, you know, I have actually, I've been, I have been thinking about it and, you know, from, and, and for me, the original question, you know, I think there's a lot of story in, on both sides of those, you know, the old Republic era stuff that could be canonized and be super interesting. And I think we can get three movies worth of that stuff, you know, Oh, easy. the, the history totally. of the Sith, the history of the Jedi and, and some of that early stuff. Uh, I think that'd be interesting as heck. Um, continuing the story after the Ray trilogy, the current trilogy, I think you're right. I think anything outside of, you know, Empire versus Rebels, um, New Order versus Resistance. I mean, if you do something similar, it's beating the same drum over and over again. And how interesting can it be? But at the same time, it's still got to be Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you want to watch one, uh, like one hero taking on an army... You know, there's a lot of other franchises that do that, you know. Star Wars is is really good at good guys versus bad guys, cops versus robbers, you know. Um, and so, I, although I want it to be different, I also want it to still be Star Wars. And so, mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, really what the answer would be for me. Um, I, I do like dark side versus light side. You know, I, I like it that there's there's a there's a, a darkness out there that that attracts people and corrupts versus a light side that's supposed to be more Zen Buddhist and and, you know, let's live in peace and, you know, Namaste. fight for peace. And, and yeah, you know, I, I, I like that, you know, and that's very Star Warsy to me, you know, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know. Uh, these Skywalkers, man, they just keep messing up the galaxy, don't they? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see. They sure yeah, do. We'll see. We'll see. Really interesting question there, John. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it it came to me, you know, um, as 
as Cat Ray and I were kind of talking about what we wanted to do today, uh, how the rundown wanted to look, it just it just occurred to me that that would be a good would you rather. Would you rather have the past fleshed out or would you rather have a new future fleshed out? And I couldn't answer that question. And I forced you both to, and I still haven't answered it. Yeah. yeah. Come on, John. <laughs> I had never thought about it, and I'm surprised that yeah. I just said, to be honest with you. I'm like, oh, I guess I guess that's how I actually feel about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on. And I think I, think I feel the same way, though. I, I think I'd like to see, you know, episodes 10, 11, and 12. 13, I'd like 14, there to be a 15, long rest. I'd 16. like there to be a very long rest. Yeah. You know, at least a decade. Yeah. Before we see some of those characters again. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in a trilogy format. I wouldn't mind a couple of one-off movies. That'd be fine, you know. The Poe Dameron uh, uh, Black Squadron standalone <laughs> film. That'd be cool, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's Star Wars. Um, I'm down for anything. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. What's next? Moving along to Attack of the Fandom. Ready attack! On the jumpers! On the double! Fire! Cat, ladies first, what's your Attack of the Fandom this week? Oh, gee, guys, I'm falling way behind. Um, <laughs> my Attack of the Fandom, I'm actually, I'm actually going to take it back this week. Um, and I... This isn't new to me, but I am currently in the midst of re-watching um, all of the seasons of Futurama. Oh, yes. Nice. Which, which um, are up on Netflix. I watched the show when it came out originally, and my husband and I, huge Futurama fans, and we've seen all of it, but it's been a while since I've actually gone back and re-watched, like, back-to-back-to-back all of the the early run episodes and I had just forgotten how good that show is. Oh yeah. It's a it's, classic. It's hilarious. And, and also parts of it are very prescient and, you know, still relevant in today's world. And so, you know, there's just so much to love. So I, you know, I would say if you haven't watched Futurama, to go watch it immediately because it's amazing and hilarious and you'll love it. <clears throat> and if you haven't watched it in a while, you should go back and rewatch it for all of those same reasons. <laughs> you know, that's good because Futurama is one of those that um, when it first came out, I was a huge, huge Simpsons fan, still am to this day. In fact, mm-hmm. I live not too far from Springfield as we speak. I can see parts of it. <laughs> cool um and um and so when futurama came out i'm like oh wow cool another matt graining uh cartoon creation you know and i watched the first season very religiously and um and then for some reason it it just kind of like i don't know it it got off my radar you know and i would watch an episode here and there and uh and i always liked it but it just never stuck with me for some reason. So um, now through the majesty of, of Netflix and that sort of thing, <laughs> it's it's easier to take the time to, to go back and rediscover those things. So I'm, I'm glad you uh, put that back on my radar. 
icy wiener. Oh, crud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, everything about that is just so good. Uh, all right. Adrian. Well, a uh, bit of a throwback, too, here, I guess. Um, I feel like the show uh, comes off comes up uh, very often on this podcast. But um, uh, Samurai Jack just aired its final official episode uh, this past weekend. And, you know, I didn't realize it. Like, I, you know, I knew that, I mean, this was part of my childhood, right? Watching Samurai Jack. Right. But I, I didn't realize just how uh, uh, connected I was to... It was a bridge to my childhood. You know, so season four ended, you know... You know, I watched it as a kid, and it just kind of ended, and I was like, oh, well, that sucks. They don't show it anymore. Uh, as you got older, as I got older, it's like, you know, you you know, you know, wanted a movie. Those movie rumors kept coming up and up every couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk of a new season. You know, just... Oh, yeah. Samurai Jack just kind of became one of those. You remember that show when we were a kid? Like, yeah, I remember yeah. that show. That show was awesome. Totally. Yeah, it was. So when Adult Swim announced that they were bringing it back, I was kind of like, all right, whatever. We've heard this before. Then pff, there's a trailer. <gasps> and suddenly it became real. Things just got real. Exactly. It's like, oh, my God. It's There's no footage of the new season. There's no dialogue, nothing, but... Holy crap, it's it's for real. Um the the first announcement and then yeah, then you got the real trailer where you see Samurai Jack updated, but still the same from like twelve years ago. Yeah. You know, and it's just Yeah, anyways, <laughs> I could go on and on about about that, but uh yeah, so the final proper series finale uh and uh aired. And you know, I'm not gonna get into spoilers any any points, but it is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Let um, me ask you this about that. Ask me. I seem to say that every every single episode at, at some point. Um Do out it. of all the seasons of Samurai Jack, is this season your favorite? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Um seasons one through four were it wasn't a serialized show. You would have maybe like two part episodes every now and again, mm-hmm. which I mean, it was fun. That was part of the appeal. It's like, what's Jack's next crazy adventure going to be? Sure, totally. And that was totally awesome. You had Western episodes, you had sci-fi episodes, you had horror episodes. Part of the appeal of the show. But season five just told a contain. You could watch season five without having seen anything else, mm. and still appreciate it and just fall in love with it. Which seems to be the case for a lot of people. I uh, I binge watched seasons one through four in preparation for uh, season five again, just to reacquaint myself, mm-hmm. re re-fall in love with Jack. Sure, and uh, I'm so glad I did because you can watch it without it, but if you watch it, you just appreciate all the details that went into honoring what came before it, but also being different and more adult and. You know, the the series finale just only only a show like Samurai Jack, you know, can make you laugh like crazy, sob, and you know, and keep you on the edge of your seat with all the action, and then awe you with its artistic beauty, all in a single episode. 
I, I've I've watched every watch that I think like six times now, just because of how fast paced wow. it is. Wow, it, it is no the kidding. fastest twenty three minutes you will ever ever watch. Jeez. And I, I just cannot stress enough how awesome it finally is to see a proper ending for this amazing <sighs> franchise. But it's bittersweet too, because at the end of it, I just felt like a little bridge to my childhood got kind of closed off there. Sure, like, sure. But now you get that that final episode that you hadn't had before. Exactly. So that's what surprised me the most, just the feeling afterwards. You know, once I got past the emotion of seeing that happen and past the crying and past the laughter, just the nostalgic feeling of completion, just I wasn't expecting it. So, you know, for that alone, you... I re- I I got to recommend Samurai Jack for my Attack of the Phantom. Everybody will find something to love about it, and and I think that uh, that's setting you up for getting ready to have the same exact feelings later on this year at the uh, or next year rather uh, at the end of Rebels season four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope they give us yeah. a good final episode. Stocking up on tissues. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no Get sudden ready. cancellation like Clone Wars or Jack. And a proper conclusion. Yeah. So bring it on. It it always feels good when a story is ended the way that the creator wants it to end. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice feeling to to go from kind of being left hanging to actually having as long a as they don't go back ending. and touch it up a few years later. <laughs> But it's not like we harbor any feelings about that at all, is it, No. John? No. no. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> yeah, John, what's your attack of the fan? <laughs> uh, we're, we're also dipping into the animation well. Um, I mentioned yeah. last week I had gotten halfway through Kubo and the Two Strings. I watched the rest of it, and this this animated film is one of my favorite animated films now it's just wow. absolutely wow. stellar to watch i mean it is a visual masterpiece and it's a cool cool story so so anime um flavor to it <laughs> very mean, it, cool it, yeah it's it's a total like i mean it feels so japanese to me i just love it and uh, it's a really well acted. Um, Charlize Theron plays one of the main characters, and Matthew McConaughey plays really? one of the other ones. All I right, know, all right. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't do that in this film. It might be the only film he doesn't do it in um, oh, as no, an actor. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, no, uh, it's just, it's really out there it's really strange and very bizarre but it's got a really cool story as well and so um you know through the miracle of netflix i got to watch it um it's on netflix now yeah it's on netflix already dope put it in your queue bro right now pushing it up the queue because i've been wanting to see that but if it's on yeah no it's on the flicks bro on the flicks (laughs) yeah netflix and don't chill just netflix and watch Netflix, don't yeah. you? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's sitting there. It's it's waiting for you. Discover it at your leisure, good sir. And All I right. will. Yeah. 
I've heard good things, so it's nice to have a personal recommendation. I loved it. Uh, sweet. So, uh, what do you guys say we start wrapping up? Let's wrap it up. We're over Sounds the two-hour mark again. Let's do it. God, is this becoming our new norm? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. So much to talk about. <laughs> uh, so, thanks for sticking with us for another two-hour plus episode. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have fun with it. We hope you guys have fun with it, too. Uh, if you guys are having fun with it, you know, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter uh, at uh, Force Fan Podcast. Uh, rate us on iTunes. You know, leave us a little note, a little review. It helps a lot. <laughs> uh, if you think we can improve on some things, let us know. Uh, follow me personally on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. You can follow me on Facebook at John K. Frederick and on Twitter and Instagram at That John Fred. Uh, we are the Force. Thank you for sticking with us. See you guys next time. Talk to you soon. May the Force be with you. <laughs>